WSTN DB HD1, Atlanta, Charlotte, a Situations Media Station. This is Spiritual Fortitude with Dr. Angela Kennel, right now on 102.6 The Situation. Good morning, good morning, and welcome once again to another episode of Spiritual Fortitude with Dr. Angela Kennel. It is an honor to be with you once again on this beautiful Sunday morning. A little overcast here in Atlanta, but yet it is still a beautiful day. I had an opportunity to watch the sky crack, and that's gorgeous to me because I love to see how God paints the sky every morning, so that, that was just that was one of the highlights of my day but uh i thank god for getting us here safely here at the studio and uh let's go before him in prayer before i say anything else father god thank you so much for yet another day thank you thank you thank you for opening up our eyes and and making sure that the breath of life is going through us father god thank you so much for saying you know what today is the day and uh, it is a beautiful day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for your presence, your everlasting presence. And thank you for your grace. And most of all, thank you. Thank you for new mercies every day that you grant to us. We honor you and thank you so much for this particular platform. Lord, it is your show first and foremost, and I do want to honor that. And I thank you so much for appointing me to carry this out each week. It is what your will says, Lord, and I want your will to be done always. Please bless this episode, Father God. Let it be a blessing to those that have an ear to hear this morning, as well as being a blessing to us here in the studio. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, you know, I always have something to share with you uh, before uh, I bring in my guest. And this Sunday is no different. So on yesterday, I was um, I was uh, doing a little tidying up um, at my parents' house, and I came across my mother's Bible, and uh, I found a couple of things in it um, that uh, were very uh, surprising. Uh, not that not surprising that that she had it, but just surprising that uh, she had placed these things in her Bible and and. And the places, the books where she had placed these particular things inside the Bible. And so um, what I'm about to share with you was something that she had stuck in uh, the book of Joshua. And it's talking about diligence and perseverance. And it says, what are diligence and perseverance all about? They are sticking to a task you know God wants you to do until it is completed, irrespective of the difficulties and frustrations. Diligence does pay off. Two frogs who fell into a bucket of cream tried very hard to get out, but each time they slipped back again. One said, we'll never get out of here, and gave up and drowned. The other frog persevered with kicking. Suddenly, he felt something hard beneath his feet and discovered that his kicking had turned the cream into butter. He hopped on top of it and was able to leap out to safety. Someone has described diligence as an archaic word. It may not play a big part in today's world, but it does play a big part in the Bible. 
One of the greatest examples of diligence in the Bible is the Apostle Paul. The verse that best brings this out is this. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. This is 2 Corinthians 4 verses 8 and 9. He kept going when others would have given up. The story about Winston Churchill is during his last years, and though failing and feeble, stood up to address a group of university students and said, I have just one thing to say to you. Never give up. Never, never give up. Never, never, never give up. And he sat down to a standing ovation. So ladies and gentlemen, no matter what you are facing, practice diligence and perseverance and never, never give up. Amen. All right. So that's that's my spiel for this morning. But uh, let me go ahead and bring in my guest. Samuel Wayne West has over 25 years of experience as an educator working in a variety of public charter and private school settings. Mr. West has served as a nursery and preschool director, administrator for a kindergarten through eighth grade academy, educational consultant, classroom teacher, middle and high school assistant principal, and currently serves as an elementary principal in Clayton County Public Schools. Big up Clayco. West is a 2010 through 2011 district finalist for teacher of the year, named principal of the year for the 2017-2018 school year, and was named a district finalist for principal of the year for the 2018-2019 school year. After working in the utility industry for seven years, his interest shifted toward full-time ministry, where he worked in various capacities for 12 years. West earned an undergraduate degree from the Fort Valley State College at the time, but now it's university. His master's degree in educational management from Strayer University, his educational specialist degree from Liberty <coughs> University, and his leadership certification from Georgia State University. Mr. West views a collaborative school environment as the key to creating successful teachers and students. His daily affirmations over his staff and students undergird his belief that if you model what success looks like to students and get them to change their mindset of what is possible to achieve, they will soon realize they can win with what they have. Amen. He believes a three-fold cord is not easily broken, and as home and school partner together for student success, academic achievement is inevitable. As founder of Quest Consulting LLC, Mr. West believes that the ability to envision and articulate clearly what you see on the inside of you has always been a critical component of successful leadership. An ordained minister, published author, and motivational speaker, West shares practical tips and strategies that will propel your vision forward. His style of ministry, edutainment, has been welcomed in churches, nonprofits, and organizations alike. His latest book, Always Bring an Extra Pair of Shoes, Preparation for Leadership, was released last month, which is April of this year. He shares lessons learned on his journey to leadership. 
Ladies and gentlemen, help me to welcome in, should I say minister, <laughs> pastor, Mr. Samuel West. <laughs> good morning, Mr. West. Good morning, good morning, and thank you again for allowing me to come on this morning and, and, and share a little bit of my story and, and my yes, leadership journey. Yes, absolutely. When I saw the title uh, of your new book, I was like, I've got to have the conversation with Mr. West. You know, leadership is so important, whether it's, you know, um, professionally, personally, and in the church, too. So I, I knew that I, I, I really, really wanted to have you here. And thank you so much for your yes. Thank you. So I have a couple of things in common with Mr. West. We're both graduates of the Fort Valley State University in HBCU in Middle Georgia. Um, go Wildcats. Go Wildcats. <laughs> and um, uh, also, too, we're both a part of the Clayton County Public School District family. And uh, that's near and dear to both our hearts. Indeed, indeed. Yes, sir. So I, uh, and I discovered that I went to school with both of his sisters. Yes, yes two of his sisters. <laughs> Did not know that. So, you know, it's a small world. It's big, yet small. But um, Mr. West, I, I do um, applaud your uh, professionalism. I've watched you over the years in the district, um, just from afar, and I'm just so grateful, you know, just how you've always carried yourself. You've always been about the business. And um, I've even had uh, a couple of my colleagues that are aware of you, and they speak very highly of you. So thank you so much for what you do for our kids and our parents and our colleagues in the district. Thank you, thank you, and, and thank you for noticing. I remember years ago someone told me to sow where you are now so you can reap where you're destined to become. Amen. And so often we don't realize that people are watching mm -hmm. and that the seeds that we sow will come to a harvest in our life. So when I first came to the district, I was determined at that point to walk and talk and speak where I was destined to become. Right. And so even in the, the lowest of roles, um, starting out as a teacher, I acted like the school was mine. Wow. And that way I knew that I wanted to become a leader, a principal. Mm -hmm. And so I said, let me start serving where I am so I can reap the harvest of those seeds when that door of opportunity opens. Amen. Amen. So with, um, with now, I going through your bio, I saw where... Uh, you didn't necessarily start out in education. That is correct. I um, started out in the utility industry, um, okay. in, working in computer information systems Wow. Um, for about seven years mm -hmm. and um, had completed Bible school at the time at okay. my church. And I uh, got a call from the senior pastor asking that I want to come on staff full time uh, to work in ministry. And yeah. so I was actually there for 12 years. Get and uh, from working in finance and church growth and um, eventually became the director and administrator over the Christian school. Okay. And I felt there was a, a deficit in my leadership. Mm -hmm. Although I was the director and the principal and the administrator, I had never taught. Right. And sometimes when working with teachers, you know, I can give you the black and the white at that point, but I didn't realize there was some gray. Yes. And so I went back and enrolled in the TAP program uh. so I could get the experience of teaching to kind of help fine-tune my leadership. Yes, so sir. ended up um, teaching uh, middle school in uh, Clayton for two years with the intent uh -huh. of going back into Christian education. Okay. And my principal at that time asked 
why won't you consider staying in public school? Wow. I said, no, I think I, I, I want to go back to Christian <laughs> education. And she made a valid point, which still holds true today. She said, what about the families, the believers who can't afford Christian education mm. but still won't? You know, ethical leaders and moral leaders and, and people working with their children that they can trust, that they're praying and believing God that when their son or daughter walks into school, yes, that they'll be with the right teacher and the right leader, mm -hmm. she said. So why not give Clayton County yes. a chance? And I've, I've been there ever since. Get out. I love that. Now we have something else in common because I went through the TAP program, Clayton, too. Yep. Yes, wonderful <laughs> program. Oh, my God. I, I, I would tell anybody, you... You know, if, if education was your um, your second choice right. as far as a career, you want to go through the TAP program, go through Clayco. Right, because, right. Uh, man. It wasn't for me. It was actually my third career. Oh, wow. Because um, when I realized, I swear, you know, my mom told me in college, won't you major in education? My, both my parents are educators. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, nah, I think <laughs> I'm good on that. And so eventually I played along the bank long enough until I fell in, Yeah, <laughs> but um, don't regret it at all. I know that's right. So um, what I admire with you just revealing this, what I admire is the fact that there are some administrators that wouldn't have dared to backtrack and go into the classroom to get that experience. That's, that, that's, that says a lot about you, Mr. West, because it tells me that you cared enough I need to know what my teachers are feeling. You know, I know I have these skills to lead. However, I need to know what it's like to be in the trenches. Because as an educator, one of the most disheartening things is, you know, when you're being told something by somebody that's never walked that walk, it's, it's a whole different feeling. So I admire that about you. Yeah, it was, it was, it was difficult. Yeah, um, I'm sure. But I had a conference with a teacher, and mm -hmm. she said, well, what would you recommend in this situation? And then it dawned on me, I can recommend to you what I read in the textbook. Right. Or I could Google something, mm -hmm. but I didn't have the practical experience. And so for me, I had been uh, ministering at that time some leadership sessions on heart-led leadership. Yes, sir. Leading from the heart. And I thought, well, if you're going to be transparent and genuine as a leader, mm -hmm. not that I know everything, right. but I at least wanted to be able to say I, I've been there. Um, I remember one time I was doing an evaluation and... A chemistry teacher said, well, how can you evaluate me? You've never taught chemistry. Mm. I said, but I know instruction. Yes. I know engagement. Yes. I know whether or not you're able to get your, your message or your task or your content across. Right. So I don't necessarily have to have taught your content mm -hmm. in order to be able to lead and guide you or advise you. Exactly. But going back into the classroom gave me a completely different perspective. I remember going one day and said, okay, <laughs> I heard somebody say, well, all eyes on me. <laughs> And so I said, all eyes on me, and the kids kept talking. I was like, okay, no, my eyes are over here, my eyes are over here. I'm like, okay, they're not doing anything I saw in that video. Wow. And so it yeah. told me that, yeah. you know, you need to kind of, you know, go in and learn some things and, and be compassionate and patient with new educators coming yes, into the field. Yes, absolutely. That it's not going to be exactly like you saw on a video or read in a book, mm -hmm. but with time and patience and coaching and mentoring, you can be a phenomenal teacher. Absolutely. I tell you, Mr. West, as a new teacher, and we studied Harry Wong. So, you know, studying Harry Wong, Harry Wong is supposedly like the guru of classroom yes. management. And I I went through the whole book and watched the, the CDs and everything, the DVDs, and <laughs> it takes a minute. It takes a minute to, to turn get, the Titanic around. Yes, yes. So it's like, don't, don't watch it. 
and think you're going to go in the next day and have these same results. Right, it it right. takes a little bit of practice. Right. So, yeah, I, I do. I, I, I admire that. So with you um, having um, the chance to go into the classroom and, you know, and, and learning, you know, the ins and outs of being on that side of the door, um, how did your transition happen for you to get on the other side of the door again? Well, when I first um, interviewed for Clayton County, um, uh, my then principal, um, you know, Susan Patrick, mm -hmm. um, asked me what my aspirations were. Uh, I said, well, I want to be an elementary principal. Uh -huh. She said, but you're interviewing today for a teaching position. Uh -huh. I said, I know, but that's what, that's what my desire is. Yes, sir. And so I came in speaking that which I wanted. Amen. And after um, teaching for five years, mm -hmm. uh, I was offered a position as an assistant principal. And after three years, was um, offered another position as a principal in the district. Wow. So the transition was quick. Mm -hmm. But I always um, share with people, you know, what's for you is going to be for you. Amen. Because I didn't get my, the first time I interviewed, I, I didn't get the position. Wow. The second time I interviewed, I didn't get the position. Mm -hmm. The third time I interviewed for school A, but told I was going to school B. Wow. And I was like, but I didn't <laughs> interview for school. School B, but right. that's where I, I ended up. Yes, sir. And I was sitting there after about a month, and I had a dream. And in that dream, I was meeting with someone, and they asked me a question, mm -hmm. and I gave them the answer. Well, after about a month or two, someone from the district came in to meet with me, mm -hmm. and they asked the exact same question Wow. that I saw in my dream and heard, and I gave the same answer. So I just kind of relaxed in the chair and said, what's for you? will be for you. And, and and the Lord showed me at that time that this is where I want you to be. Amen. And once I did a sigh of mm -hmm. everything just started to, to work and, wow. uh, and align itself in terms of staffing and positions mm. and, and working with the community. Mm -hmm. So I tell people, you know, don't allow what you want. Right. Because it's your gift, your skills, your talents, and the wisdom and the favor of God Amen. that will set you up for success. And yes, so often sir. We try to lead like other leaders or be like them in mm -hmm. our approach to families or children or, or even other leaders. And, and it doesn't work because you're trying to be you. You're trying to do it. Right. Where the key is doing you in him. Mm -hmm. And then successfully leading, whether it's at a, as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. whether you're working at a grocery store yes, or a restaurant, mm -hmm. lead from where you are. Amen. And just depend upon his grace to be able to do what you in and of yourself can. Amen. You know, I, I I I learned something just with you talking, and I didn't do that. But and but you know, when when I went into education 15 years ago, I just knew I wanted to teach. And after a few years, I realized what else I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And um, I I truly understand what I haven't done is speaking what I seek mm -hmm. and you did that you did that and that's been something that that I've just I've, I've heard before heard before heard before and just never really just apply like I needed to um to get the results that I want but I do understand that you know we have what we say right. I stand firmly on that but to speak what I seek and so I, I'm taking a note from you, Mr. West. I'm going to start speaking what I seek with regards to to my professional career. I love what I do. I'm totally fulfilled with that. But 
we all have that call in our lives what right. God wants a little bit more. Right. And so I just want want him to to do just that. So I appreciate these nuggets that you dropping this morning because you are dropping them. Um now I want to know what what led to um well no, let's let me track back backtrack. So you started in middle school. Yes. Then you went up to high school. Yes. Well, it was actually a um, 612 okay. academy in the district. So okay. it, I was the assistant principal for both the middle school and the high school. Oh, the okay. Now, how was that? Well, as my first experience as an assistant principal, it, it was kind of challenging, but I was share with um, the principal at that time because when I got offered the job, mm -hmm. her first thing to me was um, about the importance of loyalty. Mm. and trust as an assistant principal. Yes, sir. And, and she went on to say, now, you were not my first choice. She said that? She said it. And so my confidence just went from like 100 down to zero. I thought, <laughs> okay, God, I made the wrong decision. But she went on to, to tell me some about the situation. So she said, let's just be transparent. So we talked, and she's still my mentor today. Wow. But about six months into the position, she came back and said, I need to share something with you. Mm -hmm. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, I realize now you were not my first choice, but you were God's choice for the role. Amen. She said, I see now why the school and I needed you to be here. Mm -hmm. And so, again, I was just like, you know, sometimes we just think, well, it's, I'm the one that got this position, my right. talents, my gifts. Right. But, uh -uh. but, no, it was perfectly aligned. And the school saw tremendous success and still continues to be successful today. Yes, sir. But it was a challenge um, managing both middle school and high school. But I learned a lot about my capacity to growth. And mm. I, I talked with leaders today, and I had a similar conversation with the teacher. He said, well, Mr. West, I don't desire to be mm -hmm. a coach or an assistant principal or a principal. I just desire to be an effective teacher. Right. I said, then lead on your grade level. Mm. Now, everyone who manages children can manage adults right and so often we'll put people in positions because they were faithful in another role yes sir but they're not effective in the role that you've placed them in right. and, and now something that was a favor for someone has now become a failure mm -hmm. and then we have to try to backtrack to see okay where did the, the disconnect come but being a middle school and high school assistant principal was challenging because yes, you had to manage both environments right but i wouldn't go back and change anything because i can use that experience now when others kind of, you know, become frustrated, I always tell them, don't allow what happens to change what you see or what you heard. If, yes, you, if you believe that you're supposed to be a phenomenal track coach yes. in school, then coach. Well, you get some people on your basketball team like me. I'm 5'2", <laughs> can't dribble, can't shoot. So, But what do you do as a coach? Right. You got to find something in the employee, the work of the student yes, that you can manage and grow right. so they can at least be effective where they are. And, yes, you know, and then I may have to realize, okay, I need to go over to the band, mm -hmm. which is what I did, mm -hmm. in college or high school because I can be effective in that role. Right. And not everyone is ordained to be, you know, what somebody is and we just got to be effective where we are but, but love the middle school high school yes, assistant sir. principal experience wow and and i truly agree with you when you talk about divine alignment it's just something about that when you allow god to to handle it and and orchestrate what he wants to see happen it, it's perfect is you, you can't even argue with it right. because everything fits uh where it's supposed to so um that's very important but uh, I want you to um, just start speaking on a little bit about how um, always bring an extra pair of shoes 
preparation for leadership. Now, first I want to know about this title. How did you come up with this title, <laughs> Mr. West? Well, <laughs> I, I remember uh, as, a, as, a, as a young child, my cousin Connie and I were getting ready to go to Six Flags. Uh -huh. And my grandmother said, you know, Wayne, wear your tennis shoes. Uh -huh. I'm like, no, nah, I want to wear my sandals. I got a new <laughs> pair of sandals. She said, no, you really need to wear your tennis shoes. You're going to be walking a lot. I'm right. like, how she doing? She ain't never been to Six Flags. <laughs> So I was like, no, Grandma. She said, okay, and she just smiled. And so, of course, my cousin kind of put on her tennis. She said, well, well Wayne, which is my, what my family calls me, okay. if you're not going to wear them, just put them in your backpack. I'm like, no. She said, okay. Well, it rained when we got to Six Flags, and so that dollar store glue on the back of my shoe came loose, Ooh. and so I was flopping with oh. one shoe, and then the back of my ankle got a bruise on it. Golly. So it was painful, and... Mm -hmm. Everybody was running to get in line, and by the time I hopped and got over there, it was too late, and oh. I missed a lot of rides. So I sat under the little the covering uh -huh. because my shoes were coming off on the back. Oh, man. And so I thought about that, so all my grandmother asked me to do was bring an extra pair, pair of shoes. shoes. But I couldn't see it, so I tell people now, you may not understand the wisdom of others when they speak with you. Right. But if they're telling you something, there's a reason why. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how the... I always bring an extra pair of shoes because as a leader, the pair that I wear on Monday mm -hmm. may be good for an awards program, but Tuesday I might be running and chasing, so I need to wear right. tennis shoes. Right. Wednesday I'm going to the cafeteria to work. Uh -huh. You know, Thursday I need my rain shoes because it's raining outside, but I still got to be on duty. I still got to be on the bus lane. I still got to smile. Right. You know, so just don't. When I grew up, Phyllis the Cat was a popular mm -hmm. commercial, maybe dating myself. <laughs> but he always would reach in his bag of tricks to find something that worked for the situation. Yes, sir. Like MacGyver always got something. Well, leadership is no different. Right. You can't, people talking about situational leadership. Mm -hmm. And I just call it situational-ish because every leadership situation is going to be different. Yes, sir. And so the title basically refers to people that when you lead, there's not one right way to lead for every situation. Amen. The, the, the skill sets may be the same, the attributes may be the same, mm -hmm. but you're going to have to have a pair of shoes that fit, that fit your feet because if you're not careful, you'll try to model leadership by what you've seen in somebody else mm -hmm. and your feet will be walking when they were never meant to trod. Yes, sir. And so I'm trying to copy you, mm -hmm. but I got to, my Grace is in my authenticity. Right. Your anointing will be in you being you. Amen. And so always have an extra pair of shoes, and you can't allow somebody else's shoes. Mm -hmm. I remember, this is the second reason for the title. Uh -huh. When I moved to Atlanta, my mom sent me over to one of her friends' house. Uh -huh. he, he got some shoes for you. Okay. I'm like, I don't want that old man's shoes. <laughs> I just graduated from college. <laughs> so I went over out of honor in, my, in respect to my mom, mm -hmm. and he gave me five or six pair of nice shoes. I didn't know any of the name brands. And I was just like, okay, wow. so thank you. He said, go ahead and try them on. I'm like, okay. But now I put my foot in one of the shoes and I've never felt a comfortable shoe like that in my life. It was a very nice, very, I know I can't, you know, Fort Valley, you get you some tennis right. shoes and some local uh -huh. shoes. But I was like, wow, these shoes feel good. And first I didn't want them because I think they're used, they're mm -hmm. weathered, they're worn. But I learned from that lesson that don't despise what others give you. Right. Because I was able to wear those shoes and they, I got comfortable mm -hmm. in them. I got compliments on them. And so I tell people, just because somebody is giving you something, yes, sir. It, it may be weathered or not worn. I think one of my colleagues has a, a company she called sure that. Does. Weathered, not worn, she right. sure does. Right. So <laughs> I, I learned from that and I make little notes in my journal. I probably mm -hmm. got about 10, 11 of them over the years. But I went back to those memories and I thought, you know what? 
sometimes when people try to give us advice mm-hmm. or a pair of shoes, mm-hmm. we don't take it or we don't receive it right. because we're high-minded mm-hmm. and thinking a little more highly of ourselves than we are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, go to the buffet. If you don't like chicken or beef, then eat the fish. Right. But don't just disregard the buffet because you think you already know. So that's kind of how the Always Bring an Extra Pair of Shoes came along. Wow. Love it. Love it. So we are preparing for... The uh, Spiritual Fortitude Praise Break, we're almost at the bottom of the hour. And um, I want to just uh, take just 30 seconds to remind our listeners that the Spiritual Fortitude Praise Break was actually um, my way of giving back to unsigned artists so that they can, you know, just submit their music, have it played um, on the radio where it's heard around the world. And so um, I'm still um, believing in that vision. And uh, until somebody sends their music in, I'll just continue to play artists that are signed and established. But just know that unsigned artists, you still have first priority when it comes to the Spiritual Fortitude Praise Break. And so now that we are here at the bottom of the hour, the Spiritual Fortitude Praise Break song for today is sold out by Hezekiah Walker. It's the Spiritual Fortitude Praise Break on 102.6, The Situation. Come on, make some noise here. Clap your hands, everybody, come on. This song is to nations. This song is to the world. I'm so loud. Clap your hands, everybody, come on. Come on.
sold out. Yes, sir. Sold out. My mind is made up. Yes, it is. And that was our spiritual fortitude praise break song of the week. And the spiritual fortitude praise break is sponsored by Anointed Aromas, which is owned and operated by Apostle Lawanda Peters. Good morning, Apostle Peters. Anointed Aromas provides organic hand poured candles, affirmation candles, wax melts, oils, room sprays, body sprays, and more. There are a wide variety of fragrances like cherry lime aid, sour green apple, pineapple, citrus blend, lemongrass sage, pineapple mango, sleep well, stress relief, and sinus relief, to name a few. Order yours today at lawandapeters.com forward slash shop. Get your candles today. So... During the praise break, I was going through my text messages because my phone has been going off the entire time. And of course, it is my sister in Christ, (laughs) Dr. Wanda Hudson. So, Dr. Hudson, I was going through your comments. I love you so much because you, you give feedback right then and there. And I love that about you. So, thank you so much. But she asked the question, what is the TAP program? And so, <laughs> Mr. West and I started laughing like, oh, yeah, that I guess that is a teacher acronym. Everybody <laughs> wouldn't know what that is. But the TAP program is the Teacher Alternative Preparation Program. And that program is actually for individuals that went to college to study something else. We didn't major in education, but then we decided to go into education. And so in order to get those classes and credits that we need, we go through the Georgia TAP program. So that's what that is, sis. (laughs) All right. So with that being said, and we do, I'm going to tell you right now, in education, we have a lot of acronyms, a lot of acronyms. I think in most professions, you have your different acronyms and you kind of have to be like, what, what is that? But yeah. So, um, I hope I answered your question, sis. But uh, getting back to my guest, Mr. Samuel West, who has graciously just been dropping nuggets all morning. I appreciate it, too, because as somebody that that has the aspirations of leadership and education, this this has been an eye-opener for me, and I appreciate that. Um, I've learned so much along the way from from different um, administrators and, and colleagues, too. Um, that have just, you know, been able to share and, and mentor a little bit. So I'm, I'm grateful for, for that. But what I do want to know with your book, which again is always bring an extra pair of shoes, preparation for leadership, uh, for someone like me with 15 years of, of, of education under her belt and, and looking towards uh, leadership uh, roles, what would you want me to take away from, from your book? The, the first thing, and thank you, that's a great question, mm-hmm. um, that I would want you or anyone who's aspiring to be in leadership yes, sir. is, the, is the, the knowledge of the worst seat to be at the table is the one that's not destined for you. Mm. So often... Wait, 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 Because that, that was <laughs> profound. You have to say that again. Okay. For those who are aspiring to get in any role of leadership, mm-hmm. the worst seat at the table to be sitting in is the one that's not destined for you. Wow. Meaning people, I want to lead. Mm-hmm. I wanna, I'm a leader. I, wanna be, 
I, I know I got it. Like my grandma says, slow your roll. Right. Because where you don't want to be is out of place. Yes. And so often I find individuals who, and I share it with one leader, if you have to lie, mm -hmm. steal, mm -hmm. cheat, mm -hmm. and manipulate to get the role, yes, sir. you got to lie, steal, cheat, and manipulate to keep it. Mm. And so often we bogart ourselves into positions just to say I'm a leader. Yes, sir. And, 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 and realize then that, okay, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Yes, sir. And that's why I went back and said I interviewed for those different roles and how thankful I was that I didn't get appointed at that chair. Yes, sir. Because I would not have been effective. And, and there's a fullness of time. Mm -hmm. There's a season for you to be as a leader. And Amen. Dr. Stevens, one of my friends, had, had a book, Riding on the Vine. Mm -hmm. And so often we won't move that whole um, paralysis and you just sit there with your gifts and, and you just end up riding because you haven't moved. Yes, sir. And, but there's a, a right picking time. Mm. And when that time comes, things will just line up. Now, there will always be some type of discouragement or, or disappointments along the way. Yes, sir. And I remember um, my boss, Dr. Hendricks, saying, Sam, you got to learn to discipline your disappointments. Discipline your disappointments. Because disappointments are inevitable, mm -hmm. but discouragement is a choice. Yes, sir. We, we make a choice to stay discouraged because of situations. Yes, sir. And so when things didn't quite work out like I thought they were going to, mm -hmm. as a leader, I had to step back. I remember walking down the stairs one morning, and by the time I got to the bottom of the stairs, my head was just, it was just lower. We were going through a situation a couple of years ago. We had just right. started going virtual. And um, I started lowering my head. By the time I got to the bottom of the stairs, I just heard on the inside of me, hold your head up. Mm. Hold your head up. Mm -hmm. You don't think I knew this was coming? Right. And I started trying to resolve and carry all the weight of the world on my shoulders. Yes, sir. And, and, and had to realize that, um, that, 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 that wasn't the way that I was going to have to lead then. Right. And so I tell people now when you say, hey, I want to go into leadership, be it from a, a, a third grade, Great level chair mm -hmm. to uh, a coach, you know, to you know an assistant principal. Yes, that sir. There are steps, and you gotta trust the process. Right. Because if, if you try to skip over some of it, mm -hmm. there's going something that's going to come back up that had you learned or should have learned. Yes, sir. It would have been easier to address. Yes, sir. And everybody, every school is not for you. Right. Uh, there are some people. Uh, over my course of the 25 <laughs> years of leadership that I didn't necessarily, if I could just be transparent, uh -huh. like as a person, mm -hmm. but I knew that it exposed something in me that I needed to grow in. Yes, sir. And so, um, and then once I grew in it, I said, okay, God, you can move my life now. Okay, I, I got the list. You can move on. <laughs> but the point of the matter is that there's a season for it. Yes, sir. And learn everything you can. Mm -hmm. It goes back to sow where you are so you can reap later. Yes, sir. I, before I became a principal, and st I still do to now, do it now, even as a sister, I clean restrooms, I pick up trash, I won't walk by something in the hallway to call someone else to come get it. Yes, I want sir. people to see me being a servant leader. Yes. And that I'll never ask you to do, in many or most instances, mm -hmm. something that I'm not willing to do. Absolutely. So if I got to call you to clean up a spill on aisle 13 yes sir and you're doing something else on aisle 8 mm -hmm. I'll go clean the spill up on aisle 13 because yes, I want sir. you to know I value you just as much as I would want you to value me and I think sometimes there's a disconnect between leaders 
and and the people that work with them mm-hmm. well i'm not going to do that or you go do that or i'm above that mm-hmm. but you, you can't be above the service right some people say i'm above that work but it's the service you can't be above That's true. if we serve then people want to serve and they want to do for us amen amen and and being a servant is so key in in any any capacity especially leadership capacity you know having a servant's heart you have to have that and most leaders that have a servant's heart are the most successful i've I've seen it over and over again and and i do appreciate that because it it makes a difference um to know that even though my leader is here but it at the end of the day, if push comes to shove, my leader is side by side with me too. Right. So that, yeah. And, and, and sometimes it takes um, a storm to see where your leaks are in leadership. Yes, sir. It's easy to say that we're good. Mm-hmm. But when you hold your umbrella up during a storm and you got holes in it, then you find out. But if it doesn't rain, you won't know where the, the, the leaks are. That's and true. And so often I tell people in leadership, just, 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 it's, it's fine today, and that's great. Capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. But always have a contingency plan for the contingency plan. Yes, sir. And speaking of contingency plans and rain, the past two, three years, you might as well, going on three, but mm-hmm. the past two years, Mr. West, we're in a pandemic. And I've heard um, our fearless superintendent, Dr. Morsey's Beasley, he's given his take many times um, with regards to, to you know, his experience of having to, to lead, you know, our district through the pandemic. I've heard from other, you know, colleagues in the district as far as teachers, you know, what it did for them. I've been able to speak with students one-on-one. I've been able to speak with parents. And, you know, I, but I, I never really had the opportunity to talk to the administrators, the leaders in the building. And I want to know, how was that for you? How, how was that? And, and, you know, how, how did you apply your faith to get through that? How, how was dealing with that? Because there's a lot of hard decisions that you guys had to make. It, it was a lot of hard decisions, and there wasn't a manual that we could go right. to. The, the district um, did a phenomenal job of creating an operation plan I agree. T- to guide us. Yes, sir. Um, but it's like the old saying, you were building the plane midair. Mm-hmm. And for me, as a um, as a principal um, leading during the pandemic and from speaking with some of my colleagues, yes, sir. It, it, it was challenging. My, my thing in terms of my faith was, you know, can you trust God when it looks like you're losing? Mm. And for me, um, we were able to get the devices in, in, into the hands of the students, yes, those sir. that may not have had wireless. We were providing hotspots to them. But but what do you do? And like in my instance, and many other ones who may have you know grown up between my mom and my grandma. Right. What do you do when someone calls and says, you know, it's not working, mm-hmm. and they may not have um, the technology background. Yes, sir. And at that time, they couldn't come up to the school, so we were, you know, doing troubleshooting over the phone. Wow. And I'll never forget a, a grandparent who said, Mr. West, now you know me. I've had several children to come through the school. I said, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. She said, it's not working. She said, it's frustrating. I got uh, four of my grandchildren here, mm. two in the elementary, one in middle school, and one in high school. And each time for the elementary ones, when I opened up the, com- the laptop, the teacher was not there. So we went through, you know, check the Internet connectivity. And what she meant was she just opened it 
Oh, wow. And she was expecting the teacher to be there. Oh, my God. When she opened yeah. it, I'm like, well, log in. She said, log in. I said, did you get an error logging in? She said, no, I just opened it and turned it on, and I thought that the Aww. teacher would be there. So that let me know not only in the midst of trying to do the instructional component, right. trying to work with the teachers who may not have been as tech savvy yes, sir. as they uh, were prior to COVID, yes, sir. but also navigating the um, environment with p parents who are at home or grandparents, daycare centers calling saying, well, it's mm -hmm. not working, or our uh, internet capacity at the daycare center, we did include the thought of having another 30 or 40 people here now trying to log on. So, yes, you know, could y'all get us logged in and, you know, just trying to utilize your current staff. Mm -hmm. But one lesson it taught me as a leader um, is the people that led for me prior to COVID, I had to change to a different group of educators. I used some ah, of the same ones, but yes, now I need to go to, you know, Mr. West mm -hmm. on the fourth grade hall, right. who's always been tech savvy, but was quiet. Gotcha. So we never really knew. And then he was in a staff meeting and said, hey, well, you know, we could do this and mm -hmm. you can log on this and you can use this online manipulative tool. And we were just like, <laughs> hey, we didn't even know you talked. Wow. So being able to pull the resources that we had in the building who didn't necessarily want to be leaders. Yes, sir. But this gave them an opportunity to shine where their strengths were. Mm -hmm. And so, okay, guys, let's do some in-house training yes, to sir. see what we can do to, to make this work. And, you know, the companies, for example, everything just worked, just plug and play. Well, we plugged it and played it and it did come on. Yes, sir. So we were actually troubleshooting some of the software wow. for the organizations because it hit and everybody, you know, mm -hmm. across the nation trying to get, you know, devices. Yes. And, you know, so it was, it was challenging. And then what? I, I used to be a technology teacher in CTAE, mm -hmm. and I told the teachers, let's not allow technology, the laptop, to become a new worksheet. Right. I said, if we're not careful, we'll put them on the computer, but they still have to be taught that technology is an enabler. It, it enhances mm -hmm. the instructional process, but we can't just put them on a laptop. True. And at that point in time, you know, we had the mask, we had the shields, yes. and teachers, you know, students raising their hand. You got to ask the question from over here. Uh -huh. I can't hear you speak up. <laughs> And then we got, you know, students, you know, four and five year olds yeah. that are naturally huggers yeah. and they want to run up onto you. Touch and, you and the last thing you want to do is push it back. Right. Get back to me. Your nose running, get away. <laughs> you know, so just trying to, to navigate the the nurturing part yes, sir. of being a leader and understanding with the staff when they called in and said, Hey, uh, someone at my child's daycare had a fever, so now mm -hmm. my child has been isolated for ten days, so I won't be in. Yeah. I'm like, that, it's seven oh two in the morning. You to be you gonna be in. We start at seven fifteen. Right. But understanding that and, 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 and thanking, you know, God for my teachers that mm -hmm. okay, well I, let me get them, let me cover, but also well, I don't need all the kids up here in my class. Oh yeah. And then some of them had their parents at home they were trying to take care of. So y you as a leader, you take on all that. Yes, sir. Because people will come in and they say, you know, I just lost someone in my family. Mm hmm And 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 they start crying in your office and you know, you have to take off the principal hat and, yes. and be the supporter, be the encourager. What can we do to help? Yes. You know, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, okay, now that's the eighth or ninth mm -hmm. class. There were some days where we had, you know, 10, 11, you know, subs that didn't feel. Right. And so we're trying to balance and rotate and ship yes. and utilize support staff yes, to make it work. Yes, sir. Um, you know, bus drivers or cafeteria workers, because mm -hmm. everybody was impacted by it. Right. But I still had to leave. Mm-hmm. I still had to, to, to get up every morning. We had our SEL moments when we were virtual. Yes. And so every morning while we were out for the pandemic, Monday through Friday, we always had an SEL moment. Oh, 
Awesome. I would get before the staff and I would speak to them. Mm -hmm. I would encourage them. We would cry together sometimes on, on the phone. Yes, sir. They would share their stories. Um, and, and Mr. West, what should I do? Mm -hmm. And as a leader, you want your people to come to you. Yes. But the, 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 the worst, see, again, the B is the one that you're not supposed to be. And so it's like, okay, let me call upon you know, the district resources. Mm -hmm. Let me call the individual student services. You know, what, what, what do you guys have that can help? Right. But there were um, several moments um, well, I felt I, I, I got I got to get up and try again, and mm -hmm. and we laughed. Yes, sir. We tried something and it failed miserably, <laughs> and we came back to this day. Okay, well that didn't work. <laughs> right. You guys got any other ideas? And by laughing, it eased some of the tension of the staff members. Yes, sir. Um, the level of expectation was still there, mm -hmm. but the manner in which we got there, I had to adapt and adjust as the principal. Yes, I sir. I can't be. I want this. You got to do that. Mm -hmm. Why are those kids get? It's like you know. And they were coming to work right. even when they had situations that they needed to be involved in. Yes, sir. So I had to step back and say, okay, let, let me, another heart-led leadership situation, situational leadership, mm -hmm. let me just step back and be human first. Right. Dr. Hendricks, let's always say. Yes. And say, what can I do to help? Um, I couldn't do anything about the, 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 the deficits that mm -hmm. some of the students were experiencing. Yes, sir. I, I couldn't do anything about, well, he's not going to log in today. <laughs> or are you log in at 1230 <laughs> I can't get into class. Right. Mama's school by the way. You didn't log in. Is he going to be Mark present? Mama's 12th. Right. You know, or when I, left, when I left home, he said he was going to log in. Well, Mama, we ain't seen him all day. Right. He might be still asleep doing a call out. Mm -hmm. But if you allowed that, that to consume you, mm -hmm. it, it could take the best part of you. So a lot of us, we would get together. We would talk. We would share our stories. Hey, what worked? Well, yes, I tried sir. this, and it didn't work. Yes, sir. You know, but what may have worked for your school may not work for mine. And, yes, sir. And then there were some times I just rolled to work just crying. Because mm -hmm. I was like, mm -hmm. you know, how many people are going to be out today? How many parents, you know, may drop their children off right. with symptoms because they got to go to work and they don't want to tell us. And then yes, we sir. call, they show up. Mm -hmm. So you got to deal with that. You know, we had an isolation room for We had our health care tech. Yes, so sir. we had the policies and procedures in place right but until you walked that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it's um you know and the fact that you're talking to somebody and they sneeze or something it could have just been an allergy right oh i got a migraine oh my god uh what was it uh uh the, the principal um this is joe clark uh -huh. cold blue cold blue <laughs> this is joe clark cold blue close the doors and, and we had to laugh yes sir um you know there's an old song trouble don't last always that's true and, yes, sir. And my thing to them guys, we, we can do this. Mm -hmm. You know, our theme song at the time uh, had part of the words, you were made for this, you were born to win. Yes, sir. I said, so just keep speaking that, guys, mm -hmm. and we will get through this. Amen. And we will get back. It, people, I want to get back to normal. Well, Mom, we won't get back to normal. Right. Th this new normal. Yes, a and, new normal. And then having to deal with people who may not necessarily even believe that there was a pandemic. Right. And so we're trying to follow protocol. Mm -hmm. And when my child ain't going to do this, my child ain't going to do that. And it was just it was just managing it. And yes, I remember, sir. you know, Dr. Beasley said in one of the sessions, you have to manage this. Manage. And I think that's where the, the leadership lessons, and many of them I, uh, I refer to in the book, mm -hmm. came from that process of learning how to manage. Yes, sir. And um, there's a, um, a, I was watching a documentary that had about the space rocket going mm -hmm. up and how the rocket boosters had to fall off in order for elevation to occur. Right. And sometimes we hold on to people and practices longer than what we should mm. they're no longer working yes sir. but that's what i'm comfortable with as a leader so if i change that means i gotta grow mm -hmm. or expose my deficits yes sir and so we had to learn as administrators to let just let the rocket boosters fall off and who do we need now so we can rise we carry too much weight just yes, like sir. a plane ain't gonna be able to mm -hmm. we had too much weight 
and things that we used to do. Yes, sir. That now we realize that technology, Zoom meetings, mm -hmm. you know, Google Meet, so mm -hmm. many things mm -hmm. were birthed out of the pandemic right. that were good for us. Right. Instead of people having to travel, okay, guys, let's have a quick meeting. Right. So I think if we look at some of the things that were birthed mm -hmm. out of it that can help all industries. Yes, sir. We'll feel better about. We don't need to go back to certain practices. Right. Right. And so, but as an administrator, it was um, it was challenging. And even sometimes where I may not have been at 100% myself, mm -hmm. but I'm like, I, I got to lead yes, by sir. example. So let me get up. Let me go out there. Yes, sir. And the thing about Lorraine, you know, people can't see when you cry. That's true. And so some of those mornings out there on the bus lane, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, you share some tears. It's like, okay, I, I need bless my perspective. Right. You know, give me a heart for those that I serve. Yes, sir. And um, give me a plan that will work. Amen. Uh, my, well, pa Pastor McNair had shared that years ago, mm -hmm. and that was my thing. Okay, I need a plan that will work. Right. I, I, don't, I don't need everybody's ideas. We can write them down. Mm -hmm. But how are we going to take this from an idea to a plan that, that's actually going to work? Right. And if it didn't work, well, let's go back. And sometimes we had to just grab the whole thing mm -hmm. and, and get up and work again. But it, but it taught me to appreciate people mm -hmm. and their gifts right. that I may not have noticed pre-COVID. Right. Amen. Amen. And and that's powerful because it, it well, one thing that it definitely taught us, everybody, was empathy. Right. You had to practice a lot of empathy. Um going through that process for yourself, for for your colleagues, for your students, for family, right. everybody. And that's in every field, not just education. Right. It was everywhere. Right. You had to have some sense of empathy right. with that. And, and the, the fact that I loved about our parents, many of them were transparent. Okay, I don't understand this well enough mm -hmm. to be able to help my son or daughter. Right. And so it showed for me as a leader, yes, sir. that home, school, working together connection mm -hmm. is important. Mm -hmm. That just because a student may not have done the work or submitted the assignment, yes, sir. there may not have been someone at the house to be able to assist. So trying to see what we could do as a school. So mm -hmm. it was it was a learning experience. And I, what I got out of it was positive. I know there were some you yeah. know, things that may not have been as positive right. or worked out like we wanted them to. But, but I still mm -hmm. have to look at it as Absolutely. it showed. Um, our fortitude as a system yes to be able to take this yes. and put children safety first yes and then go from there that's right but god mr west thank you so much for your time with me this morning i do appreciate it how can our listeners connect with you awesome thank you um, well, there are several ways. Uh -huh. um, I have a, um, a, a podcast. It's called What Sam Said. Okay. And it's on YouTube, so you can uh, uh, definitely watch those. Uh, I have a website, www.samuelwaynewest.com. Okay. Where you can go there and take a look at some of my messages as well and um, just kind of get involved. And like I told someone, listen, you don't get anything out of the day, just put it in the freezer. Right. And then throw it out when you need it because sooner or later there's going to be a word that's given that's going to be able to help you in your season. And, and I always remember, dogs don't bark at parked cars. If you get some haters mm -hmm. and some uh, people that don't, it's because you're moving. And Amen. once you move, you're going to attract some opposition. But keep moving. Amen. See, you're dropping nuggets on top of nuggets. Thank you so much, Mr. West. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been a pleasure once again. And uh, let's just go ahead and close out in prayer. Father God, thank you so much for a wonderful time here with Mr. West. And Father God, please continue to cover him. 
and his family, Lord, and bless everything that he touches. May it be to your liking, Father God, because he is one of your sons. And Lord, I want to continue to um, lift up um, the uh, Green family, lift up the Jordan family, the Evans family, the Kennel family, and everybody that's affiliated with us here at 102.6, The Situation. We give you glory, honor, and praise for your presence, Lord, and we just thank you for all that you've done, for what you're doing right now, and what you, the plans that you have for us with our futures. We want your will to always be done, and we give you glory, honor, and praise for that right now. I am so grateful for you allowing us to come together and just share with one another every week about the goodness of you and how adversity is not the end of the road because through our faith in you, all things are possible. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and say thank you. Amen. Amen. Everybody, four things. You know the drill. Guard your heart. Pack your patience. Protect your peace and most of all, walk in love. See you next week. Take care.